Welcome to the Ginger Wizard Productions Podcasting Masterclass, Episode 4. Okay, so by now you should hopefully have noticed I use a bit of music in this show. Here it is. Now, to be perfectly honest, you could do your podcast without music. Totally fine. Admirable. A big thumbs up from all of us here in the podcasting world. But beware, it can leave your wonderfully thought out and painstakingly produced podcast, try saying that quickly, uh, feeling what we call in the industry a bit dry. Music can add so much to what you're trying to convey. It can set tone, pace and emotion, sometimes all in one go. So getting it right is really, really important. Let me give you a few examples. I'm going to use the same words, but change the music and see how each of them changes the feel of those words. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. I've found a bit of uh, free online text on the old internet there, and I'm going to read out this text, and I'm going to change the music underneath it three times, so we'll get three different feelings from the music. And although this may seem quite obvious, I think it's worth saying and worth demonstrating here because it, 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 it really will hit home. Okay, so here we go. This is uh, from a passage called... The Gold That Glitters, and it's taken from um, a book called The Philistine, uh, a periodical of protest by various authors, if you're interested. And it's free to read on the internet. Okay, right, here we go. There lived once in the east a great king. He dwelt far away amongst the fragrant fields of roses and in the light of the suns that never set. He was young, he was beloved, he was fair of face and form, and the people, as they hewed stone or bought water, said amongst themselves, Verily this man is a god. He goes where he lists, and he lies still or rises up as he pleases. And all fruits of all lands are called for him, and his nights are nights of gladness, and his days, when they dawn, are all his to sleep through or spend as he will. All right, so first of all, let's have a listen to that with a big, cinematic, chunky soundtrack. Here we go. There lived once in the east a great king. He dwelt far away, amongst the fragrant fields of roses and in the light of the suns that never set. He was young, he was beloved, he was fair of face and form, and the people, as they hewed stone or bought water, said amongst themselves, Verily this man is a god. He goes where he lists, and he lies still or rises up as he pleases. And all fruits of all lands are called for him, and his nights are nights of gladness, and his days, when they dawn, are all his to sleep through or spend as he will. Now let's get all soppy and listen to it in a rather more romantic kind of way. There lived once in the east a great king. He dwelt far away, amongst the fragrant fields of roses and in the light of the suns that never set. He was young, he was beloved, he was fair of face and form. And the people, as they hewed stone or bought water, said amongst themselves, Verily this man is a god. 
He goes where he lists, and he lies still or rises up as he pleases. And all fruits of all lands are called for him, and his nights are nights of gladness, and his days, when they dawn, are all his to sleep through or spend as he will. And finally, a cheeky, silly little song that I've found. Uh, let's see how it plays with that. I've got a feeling this won't work, but let's have a go. There lived once in the east a great king. He dwelt far away, amongst the fragrant fields of roses and in the light of the suns that never set. He was young, he was beloved, he was fair face and form, and the people, as they hewed stone or bought water, said amongst themselves, Verily this man is a god. He goes where he lists, and he lies still or rises up as he pleases. And all fruits of all lands are called for him, and his nights are nights of gladness, and his days, when they dawn, are all his to sleep through or spend as he will. Actually, I, I think that music works brilliantly with it. But you see that those three very different types of music just gave that such a different feel each time. So that's something really to consider. Often a lot of people will just put music on their podcast because they think they need to. But really, there's a lot you're doing there with the music. You're kind of punctuating your speech. You're highlighting the emotion that you're trying to make the listener feel. And it's just so hugely, hugely important. Let's get the insight of somebody who knows all about podcasting and music. Um, he is writer, composer, performer, and all-round, actually, nice guy, Jake Yap. Hello, Jake. Hello. How are you doing? Are you I mean, good? not all round. There are some. There are some bits. If you go all the way round, no, it's not nice. What facets of you are the are the least appealing? Because instantly people are going to want to know. Do you know? I, I, if you want me to a full disclosure, yeah. it's chaos. I read chaos. a really good article, and it said, um, uh, "Here's a really great psychological theory, which you should immediately discard, as this has been come up with by people with no professional qualifications to do so whatsoever." But. There are in the in the universe of the Muppets, there are two types of Muppet. Have you heard about this? No, I want to know. There are there are order Muppets and there are chaos Muppets, right? So an order Muppet, come with the frog. Right, yeah, you know, it's very uh, sensible, yeah. Or in Sesame Street, because it's the universe of the Muppets. But Chaos Muppets, Fozzie, it's Piggy, Animal. Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah. Beaker. Yeah. Order. There must be an in-between Muppet. There must be. There is no in-between Muppet. And you have to work out what kind of Muppet are you. And I am a Chaos Muppet. And somebody, uh, but you know what's really interesting is that when it comes to music, it's complete discipline. It's the, it's the one field of work I do where uh, hours, days can pass and I don't notice it and I am utterly focused on it. It's the, it's the one thing that keeps me on track. And I love it. You do have a, a rather lovely CV, actually, one that many people would be enviable of, I, I think. Let's talk through what you've done. You've got a, There's a podcast out with you on it at the minute, I think, isn't there? So um, Pillar of Salt uh, is a, uh, a John Holmes co-production, um, and I did some voices on that. 
Uh, he's oh, John Holmes is the only person who considers me uh, a vocal actor and hires me accordingly, uh, mainly because I'm cheap. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. He, I've done a few projects with him. I've done a, quite a few podcasts with him. I did a series called uh, Cold Case Crime Cuts, which if you haven't heard it, it's worth checking out. It's sort of a bit like Serial, you know, the, the most infamous of all the podcasts, a sort of murder mystery journalistic investigation. But uh, it's asking all the big questions like, who shot who at the Copa, Copa Cabana? And uh, other questions infamously preserved in pop music. And I did do some voice acting on that, but I, I also did the music, most of the music for that, um, wow. which was a lot of a lot of sound alikes that I had to do. So that's in, so that's in, so you you're getting work making stuff that sounds like other stuff because. And I was going to get to this later in the in the podcast, but actually, if you want to use, and I don't mean this in in an awful way. But if you want to use real music in podcasts, it's very expensive, isn't it? So you're getting a lot of work recreating this in a in a in a cheaper way. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I mean, you you can license if you want to use the Beatles, uh, you can oh license them. Word. But well, good luck. I mean, it's going to take. <laughs> no, you distracted us there from um, you know your your wonderful career because you know it's not just that that you've done. You've done tons of other stuff. I I, I mean yes. Yes, I did. Um, the thing that's probably, you know, the, the standout on the CV is I, I was on Charlie Brooker's Weekly Wipe, uh, where I condensed TV shows down into 90 seconds. Um, I also did a series for Dave called The Hurting, which was a very, very, I was told, very cheap clip show. Um, and the commissioning editor said, look, it's just people falling off hoverboards. Remember them? Um <clears throat> but I feel like maybe we could do something with it. What could you do with it? So he gave me a show and I stripped out the soundtrack completely, uh, completely rescripted it and revoiced it. But I also redid all of the music and I kind of almost through composed it. So I ended up doing two series of 40 shows per series of that. And I generally wrote a new song most episodes. How is that? Because... I play the guitar, right? And and I think my creativity dried up. I'm 43. I think it dried up genuinely about 22. I still pick it up and ah. play it a bit. But I think I, I, I plumbed the well and that was the end of that. How deep is your well? Is it still wet, even? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody worries their wells getting dry as they get older. Yep. But I can tell you that under the right circumstances, you can have a well as wet as it's ever been. And I think everyone who, who's creative, you, you have your dry spells and mm. you think to yourself, that's it, it's over, never again. Um, I, did, I had a, a fairly dry spell quite recently and, and I did, I, you know, you want to keep the muscles going. It's sort of like anything else, any other sort of exertion really. It is a muscle and the more you work it, the better it is. Um, and so I was trying to sort of keep making music myself just to sort of stay limber. And I mean, I was making stuff, but it was, it was not particularly good. And then funnily enough, I got this raft of commissions and, uh, it turns out money, money's really great for <laughs> wetting up your well, mm. but 
it was it was such a relief. You know, I, I had this genuine period of thinking, like you, oh, that's it. It's over. Pack it all up. It's all done. And and actually, I ended up producing. I, I think. I mean, I, you know, it's not a huge spectrum, but some of the best music I've ever made. Wow! In the last month or so, um, I did. I did uh, some music for Lego for their social media. You can, if you have a look at the Lego, I think it's at Lego on Instagram. They've got a New Year's reel and they wanted a sort of happy and chaotic arrangement of Old Lang Syne, um, which the director observed is really dreary. It is when you think, I, mean, I suppose it's one of those pieces of music that that's in the psyche, isn't it? It's just there. It's like Royal Britannia. Yeah. And it doesn't really, I guess... It only makes you think you of New Year. But when you actually sort of pull it apart, um, and this is always the thing that's really interesting, is uh, when you get asked to do either an arrangement of an existing tune or a sound alike, you start to kind of really get into the DNA of a piece of music. And that's when you you really discover what's going on under the hood. Um, also, in the last month, I did um, a series for Radio 4 called We Forced a Bot to Write This Show which is, it isn't, it, it, it purports to be written by AI. And of course it isn't, because if it was written by AI, it would just be sort of competent but banal, uh, whereas this is sort of just funny gibberish. And so they gave me the funny gibberish lyrics uh, in a variety of song styles and said, can you set these to music? Um, and I did uh, a power ballad, sort of an 80s power ballad. I did a country song. I did a sea shanty and I did Simon and Garfunkel. And um, what's fascinating about Simon and Garfunkel, of whom I remain a fan, but when you pull at the thread of that, there is nothing going on there musically. <laughs> I mean, I love Paul Simon and, and his latest stuff I, I really, really love. But uh, boy, oh boy, there, there's no, nothing happening musically. There's a lot of harmony in there. You know, the guitar parts no, aren't exactly no, easy. It's very, very simple. It's very basic stuff. And you, you suddenly realise it's kind of folk origins, I suppose. And, uh, I mean, I can play you a bit of what I did if you like. Oh, I like it, it, yeah. I am a sitting on a rock station with a bridge to another station. La la la. And it was hard trying to sort of hit every point, every musical trend. So here's to you, this is destination. Cancer like 10,000 people, maybe more. In a subway fill of homeward waters. I wanted to make it crash a little bit bigger each time. Beautiful. That is beautiful. What was really fun was, was, as I say, seeing that there's not a lot, there's really not a lot happening in a Simon Garfunkel song, but you want to try and hit every one of those tropes. And and that's the thing with music, particularly short pieces of music, is uh, you have to try to articulate quite a lot in a, a short period of time and and make that work musically. Let's talk about uh, music in podcasts because I think, and I was talking about this a little bit earlier on, I think a lot of people 
use it because they feel they have to. And it just adds a little bit of something at the start and kind of at the end. But I think personally, I think it's more than that. I think you can use it to illustrate so much, not just the punctuation in the different bits of your podcast. But um, I think you can also obviously emotion. That seems like such an, uh, an obvious thing to say. But I think in this podcast, I've proved that that does work. What's your what are your thoughts on this? How do you take a piece of music in in your mind and and fit it round speech? Because that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. People in radio do it all the time. How does it work for you? I think with podcasts, it's a really interesting uh, musical proposition because it's not just about emotion. They're like what you can do to manipulate emotion with music is is of course, really powerful, really interesting. And we see that, you know, I guess that started with opera and cinema took it and everyone else. Um, but I think that specifically with a podcast is that what you're trying to do, the reason that, that people stay with a podcast is very rarely to do with the content. It's to do with the personality of the person. Uh, it's, you know, do I like this person? Do I want to spend time with them? More than almost any other medium, I think. Uh, I, I guess I would say YouTube would be another equivalent. Um, and music can be a very effective way at not just conveying an emotion, but actually conveying the personality of your podcast. It's it's about very quickly establishing who I want you to see me as, as a podcaster, but also um, how I want you to approach me. How I want you to approach this. Am I sitting down to something big or small? Is this intimate or is this showbiz? Uh, and there, there are some, I'll give you two contrasting examples, if you like. So I did, I did this for a podcast that's about history on film. Uh, and they want something kind of big. So that's that. I don't hear any more of that. But <clears throat> you kind of want that sort of, I guess, 60s, 70s British cinema going experience of like kind of like Pearl and Dean, all of that sort of stuff going on. Um, compare that to uh, the Hoovering podcast, which is hosted by Jessica Fosterkey. She's quite, a, she's a very big character and she can be quite, a, she's a stand-up comedian and she can be quite acerbic, but her podcast is, she really didn't want it to feel like that. And I, I, I missed the brief the first time because I sort of thought, well, I know Jess. Uh, and so I came out with something that was quite punchy and that's not what, what she wanted at all. And this is what she ended up going for. It's about food, which is why there's a pepper grinder in there. It goes on. But so <clears throat> it's really interesting in terms of how you're setting out your stall as a podcast with music. It, it is all about what expectation you're setting up in your listener and what kind of relationship you want them to have with it. Um, and I, Jess really wanted something that felt very intimate, very safe, very friendly, very warm. And so I had to think about how, how to do that. 
And, um, you know, as I think you've already brilliantly demonstrated here, is that you uh, make bespoke music for podcasts. What a great job to have. Um, so when somebody comes to you with a brief, you know, just like that, what what are the steps you go through to, I mean, obviously not directly with Jess, there were a couple of steps there. Obviously you had to go through to, to reread the brief, but um, what steps do you go through <laughs> that was yeah. to, to, to deliver what, what, what somebody wants? Because yeah. I, I assume somebody, well, maybe a lot of people come to you and they're quite vague. Yes. Yeah, they can be. And, and it, there can be a high degree of trial and error. Um, the History on Film podcast, I, th- I think that was, well, I can see from the file name, it's, it was the fourth go at it that I, I had to have um, because uh, people, there's a real art to briefing people into music commissions in terms of saying what you want. I, I did one, I think it was called In Other News, and the guy said, <clears throat> I want a big orchestral news theme, but I want it with hip-hop beats. And that's really straightforward. You can just do that. Um, but when people sort of say, I want it to feel kind of, I don't know, retro or lively or funky or whatever, um, it's very helpful if people have um, a sort of guide piece that they like. Uh, that could be really useful. But then um, as much as um, anything else, a lot of the time it's about the instrumentation and 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 the feel of it the the that hoovering podcast i deliberately kept it really close so um you'll notice on it there's no there's very little reverb which is you know it's it's what people often think is echo it's that kind of washy sound that you get if you shout in a church um uh there's almost none in that so that the space feels small it feels like we're sitting here in someone's living room and keeping it close and friendly. And uh, so um, then it's just a f- finding a hook that kind of presents itself and and building outwards from there, really. It's fascinating. But process. the other thing, then, what's really fun is, is once you've got that idea, and often I'll do just a very rough version saying, look, this is not the finished thing, but this is just the feel. And if they like that, then I'll go on and I'll develop that and finish that. And often with a, a podcast is, is uh, people will buy a package of music. And that's where it can be really great. If you work with a composer, one thing that I think makes it worth it is that you can give your podcast a kind of feel that um, is coherent. So for the, the Hoovering podcast, I did uh, a lot of, I mean, that was a big package because she, she has all these kind of format points. She does a little quiz at the end or she does like your letters or stuff like that. And she wanted a piece of music for each one of those. And she wanted some little stings to break up different segments of the podcast. And be- because she was working with me and I could, I could, I could build all of that. So, um, like, I think this is her quick fire questions, but I don't even remember what this sounds like. But it's the same beat. So I just pulled out some elements from the original theme. And while it's a different piece of music, it's got the same feel, the same instrumentation. And it makes your podcast feel like just it's got some kind of cohesion and hangs together. 
Jake, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you. It feels like a long time since we last spoke, so uh, it, it's been wonderful. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Jake Yap there, and uh, if you would like to get in touch with Jake, you can find him at jakeyap.co.uk. And you heard me and Jake talk a bit about punctuation, uh, and in fact, I've talked about it a bit anyway in this episode. That little bit of music at the end of the interview was punctuation. Let me demonstrate. Using the music to separate two bits of chat, like this. So that's punctuation. It's also worth going back over something we were chatting about there as well. Music is protected by licensing and you can't just use what you like, no matter how tempting it is. Maybe you can if your budget is huge, but for most people, a music library is definitely the way to go. Whatever you do, though, do not use music by commercial artists and think it'll be fine. If their lawyers hear it on your show, you've not paid for it, you could end up with a bill for thousands and thousands of pounds. So watch out. Uh, but here at Ginger Wizard Productions, we have full access to music libraries and can think about this for you. Drop me a line, nick at gingerwizard.co.uk. In the next episode, I'll be telling you all about editing. Sorry, I'll be telling you all about editing. Editing.